Welcome to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm John. We're a couple of overweight barbecue enthusiasts trying to share our love for sweet and smoky food with the world. Thanks for hanging out with us as we talk about life, share recipes, successes, and failures that have all led to our love of cooking outdoors. Welcome back, everybody. I may have started. Nope. I should have just rolled with it. I'm really glad you went because I feel like I start too soon every time and then I just like, uh. Here we go. I thought you pulled it off. Well, now that we've totally flubbed it. No. Welcome back, everybody. I'm John <laughs> here with Mike for another fabulous episode of Fat Guys with Smokers. Yep. I'm excited. It's. I feel like it's been a while. Like we did it's been the a, Traeger Day thing and it's been a minute since we've just sat down and recorded. I was going to say, it's been a long time since we've been in the studio. Yeah. And we're not going to be in the studio next time. Mm-mm. Next time's going to be pretty intense. It's going to be epic. I'm excited. Road trip, people. Episode number two in the car. Indeed. We got so much positive feedback last time that I thought, let's do this again. And I'm pretty sure I figured out how to bring a camera with us. Oh, really? So. Okay. YouTube will, will be great because apparently people watch the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Why, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say sorry for last last week's episode. Editing, editing the Traeger Day video might have been one of the most embarrassing and like personally shameful things I have ever done in my entire life. From... My shirt being pulled up and my butt hanging out of my pants to, uh, call. Well, you know, we're doing whatever we can to get this podcast to take off. And if it yeah. takes you showing a little bit of skin, that's a risk I'm willing to take, John. I'm just glad there weren't like skid marks on my underwear or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been, whoa. Um, I'm going to have to go rewatch it. I haven't watched it yet. Don't. I just felt like I just, was so cringy the whole time that I was like, don't. Like it's. I should make you edit one just so you can feel the cringe. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. No, but it um, it was a lot of fun. We learned a lot. Like, I think, yeah. I mean, we're not just learning a lot about barbecue, but I feel like I'm learning a lot about podcasting and yeah. vlogs. How and to share your barbecue with people. And, it's a, a lot harder way. than it looks. Oh, yeah, man. Um. So, yeah, next time we already talked about, it. like, we really need a third person to run a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike's Mike's really focused in one direction, <laughs> and when one of us is behind it, trying to talk to the other one, it, yeah, it was yeah. it was fun. So, mm-hmm. um, thanks to everyone that watched. If you did watch, um, one of the stupid things I did made Mike laugh so hard that he almost passed out. It was pretty hilarious. Uh, we worked really hard on those taters and then you just dumped them out. Yeah. It was really rude. I dumped them all (laughs) over the deck. I need to make a reel of you laughing. Just of you just like cry laughing. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Oh my gosh. Just because we'd spent so much time like and making sure they were good. And then suddenly you just. (laughs) So for anyone who didn't watch last week, we, uh, we cooked potatoes, um, we smoked them. It was taking too long. We were getting hungry. We were both exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, and our families wanted 
us to do more than just spend all day filming a mm-hmm. a trigger day tribute episode yeah so we tried to hurry him up cooked him on the flat top for part of the time and as i was going to take them in the house yeah like they were done we were just in the transport phase yeah my uh my hand gave out on me <laughs> and just i couldn't hold the weight anymore and it dumped 75% of the potatoes <laughs> that Mike had just finished cooking all over my deck. I mean, th- it was a lot, too. Like, this was not like a 9 by 13 pan. That was a big pan. No, it was a full hotel pan. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it was like... A, we ended up with like a, a cereal bowl full of potatoes and kielbasa. Man, and bless your heart, like, I would have been like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> oh, man, I... I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. I was like red-faced, having trouble breathing, trying to recover. But uh, that's how we know people watch the watch the YouTube. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've got metrics and stuff, and it says people watch, but yeah, tell uh, tell about your experience. Oh yeah, well, I was just talking to my buddy Larry. He's uh, he works over at the school that I work at, and he was just like, "Man, how'd your potatoes turn out?" I was so mad when John dropped them all, but I laughed for. For a long time about it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So, trust thanks me, for listening, Larry. Yeah. Larry, trust me. Nobody was madder than I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was funny. But I feel like we are nothing if not authentic. That's just how it goes sometimes. And you just got to roll with it. Got to roll with the punches. Yep. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're never going to be very smooth, I'm afraid, but hopefully people just love us for who we are. I'm just you know? I'm going to chalk it up to the paint fumes. Yeah, we, uh, there we go. We talked about this a couple of episodes, and life has just, like normal, gotten in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the new studio is getting painted. Yeah. So By the professional paint crew, who's doing a fabulous job, by the way. Love you, Haley. She's doing awesome. I'm yeah. pretty excited. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sweet. Oh. Yeah. So, dude, school's out. Projects are in full swing. It's an exciting time. Um, shout out, shout them out, man. I thought we'd shout out cooking with Daryl. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, I watch him. I I see him on Reels all the time. I watch him on TikTok too. Uh, does a lot of flat top stuff. I've seen a few episodes where he. I mean, he'll make like breakfast burritos for an entire baseball team yeah. on his on his Blackstone. He does all kinds of cool stuff, shrimp fried rice and and a, just different things. He's got a killer recipe for Italian beef sandwiches. Oh. That's right. I've seen that one. Yeah. I've yeah. made that one. Have you? From his from his recipe and it's pretty good, huh? That's awesome. He's a good dude. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him too that like has a cooking with Daryl Cruz. Like you, you go on a cruise and he cooks for you or you, what? Like he's yeah sponsoring a cruise or, I'm pretty sure it was him. Well, now I gotta look this up. Cooking with Daryl Cruz. Is it like a educational thing or like a? I don't know. Honestly, like I I just know it's eat. a. It's like a meet and greet of his community, and I assume he's gonna be cooking, but. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Fine dine, cruise, and play golf. Yeah, that sounds right. That's awesome. 
Daryl, Daryl, I don't know how to say your last name. Postolnik is what I'm going to say. Good Polish name from Chicago. Yeah. Is that where he's from, Chicago? That seems yep. right. Yep. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, he's got a freaking cruise. That's hilarious. So, folks, huh. if you want to go on a cruise with me and Mike, we just need a few more followers. <laughs> How many followers does Cooking with Daryl have? Um, he has three million, based has on what I'm seeing right here. Three million followers. So, if uh, so, if we times our followers by a million. We'll uh, almost be there. Yeah, I was going to say, so if uh, <laughs> three million of your friends want to follow us, um, we can go on a cruise. And Mike and I will cook a whole pig oh, absolutely. on the cruise ship. That would be pretty with... awesome. <laughs> I have a new life goal. Like... But we should cruise somewhere, like, because we're just going to eat. Nobody's going to want to get off and do, like... Let's just like what are they called? Voyages or excursions? Excursions. Let's just uh, let's just cruise. Let's just, let's just do circles in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> no way, man. There's a uh, there's way too many uh, mosquitoes in the Great Salt Lake. Oh, it'd be amazing. Um. Anyway, so yeah, cooking with Daryl. Good dude for the cruise. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have to um, look into that cruise a little more. That's all. I've never even thought of that. Or so, I've never seen it, so I haven't really looked into it. That's awesome. I know uh, Meat Church. We've, or not Meat Church. Meathead. Hmm. Have we talked about Meathead on here? Yeah, you uh, brought him up, I feel like, first episode yeah, or something. Yeah, amazingribs.com. Yeah. Um, that community has done a couple of cruises. Really? So is it like a cooking class? Like you go on the cruise and everybody kind of makes they, something? Or he just cooks for you the whole time? No, I like... I don't even think he cooked the whole time. I think he did like a cook, but otherwise it was just like the community of like just barbecue out, huh? people hanging out on the boat <laughs> and like going on excursions together. And that's cool. I mean, I've got to think there's a lot of alcohol involved. I was gonna say I feel like doing that sober would maybe not be as fun, but yeah, probably how we would roll because we're both not drinkers. I know, except for Maverick. The Mav. Maybe Maverick would sponsor it. I'm just saying. That could be intense. They're into all kinds of stuff, so. That's true. <clears throat> um, it is Adventure's first stop. Indeed. Maverick, hit us up. Uh, so, we did just have a pretty awesome holiday. Yeah. Not just for what it actually represents. Mm -hmm. um, Memorial Day. Yeah. Grateful to, I mean, my grandpa served. I like, yeah. Lots of family. Both of mine um, did grateful for the sacrifices people have made that allow us to do stupid things like sit in our basement and yeah record a podcast about barbecue yeah absolutely um very cool holiday i feel like sometimes gets overlooked by what we love to do which is barbecues but yeah it's the uh obviously there's a the, bigger reason behind it all yeah the official unofficial start of barbecue season mm -hmm. so um i get what'd you do mike dude you had a you had a pretty big cook. I did. It was actually really fun. Um, so I, I talked a little about the competition my brother signed us up for, um, and I'm excited about it, but nervous. There's there's more meats on the. I mean, last year it was just chicken thighs and ribs, so it was kind of fun, and it was like a six hour cook, and it was over. 
Well, this year uh, he signed us up for brisket and pork shoulder and then those two things. So uh, I really haven't cooked a lot of brisket. Like I've done some and I feel confident in it, um, but wanted kind of a trial run. So uh, he, uh, I mean, he it was his idea and I, th- I think it was a great idea. Uh, so we, we gave it a shot this weekend and got a brisket. Um, I think I just got it at Costco or whatever. Um, and so trimmed it the night before cause I wasn't sure, like I say, I haven't cooked a lot of brisket and I was doing it on my offset. So this was my second cook on my offset. Uh, the first time was when I did eight pork butts. Um, so I made sure I had plenty of wood cause I learned that last time. Um, and I got some hickory from Home Depot that I tell you what, man, the smell of hickory. That's awesome. I'm a big fan. Like I've avoided it cause I was afraid it would give too strong of a flavor to the meat, like mesquite or something like that. But man, it is, it's delicious. Like it just sniffing it. It was amazing. Um, so I started on hickory. Uh, I made notes because I feel like I always rush through everything and then I forget to say certain things. Trimming. I learned a lot on the trimming. I feel I feel like I wanted to be conservative. Watch some videos and, and uh, I've done it a couple times before, but I see how much they cut off and I'm just like, you're wasting so much meat. And now I understand why they cut those things off. Like there's just so much fat mm-hmm. that the meat is, I mean, it's not really edible. And so learned a lot from that. I've, I've since been doing a little more research when you trim a brisket, John, do you trim the fat cap off of the point? Um, I don't take it all the way off. I take mine down to, I try to get, like the rule of thumb I've always heard is about a quarter inch. Yeah. So I take that whole top side down to about a quarter of an inch. Yeah. See, and that's, I mean, I like I said, I was afraid I was going to cut into the meat. I was so worried about that. That I think I left like a half an inch, and that was too much. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was delicious. It was still really good, and the fat does. There is a lot of flavor that comes from the fat, but just like when you're carving it, it was almost like gelatinous up top. Yeah, and it just it was kind of a bummer. So anyway, learned a lot about carving. I'm, I'm planning on doing some more and and stuff. Uh, but I carved her up, and I seasoned it the night before because I wasn't sure how long it was going to cook. I uh, didn't use a binder. I just used uh, Malcolm Reed's AP rub and then some holy cow. Nice. I like holy cow on beef, man. Dude, it's so good. It's got so much pepper, which just yeah goes awesome on And beef. not a lot of sugar, I feel like. Just really good. Uh, anyway, so did that. Woke up at... I was going to try and have it on at 4 a.m., but I slept through my alarm. So I got up at 4 a.m. and... Started the smoker up and put it on. It took about 10 hours. And in that time, uh, my brother showed up and he brought some peach and cherry wood that he got from a guy over in the orchards over in Willard. So ran kind of just a mix of hickory, peach, and cherry. Um, Just kind of, you know, first time trying some of those. And um, anyway, overall, it did pretty well. I, uh, so I, I cooked it for about five, six hours till it hit the stall about 160 and I wrapped it in butcher paper and then put it back on for, I don't know, another, I think it cooked total for 10 hours. 
So then I, I put it on until it hit about 200 and was just really soft. And then I pulled it out, put it in a cooler and rested it for about an hour and a half. Did you so wrap it? I did. Did I not say that? I don't know if you didn't say it or if I wasn't paying attention. Rude. Uh-huh. Uh, I did wrap it. I wrapped it when it hit the stall. Okay. Just in butcher paper. So nice. But yeah. Um, and then he brought a pork shoulder too that we threw on. Uh, and that was really good. Dude, the offset, like I'm getting excited. There's some modifications I need to make to it. Like my grease management system is mm. a pipe that's just sticking out the flat bottom and it's a mess and I've got to make some changes there. But, uh, overall it cooked pretty good and I feel like I've kind of got the, the temperature figured out ish. I know there's a lot of variables that could happen there, but as long as you keep a, a fire going, like it works pretty good. So how hot you run? I went, I, I mean, between 225 and 275, I tried to keep it about 250. So awesome. The side by the firebox usually is about 25 to 50 degrees hotter than the other side. So, which according to Jeremy Yoder over at mad scientist barbecue, you damper your, um, exhaust to kind of even out your chamber oh, okay which I, I i mean i played with it a little bit and it it did fine but it it didn't hurt to have you know this side at 250 and this side at 225 especially when the brisket started to get done and the pork shoulder wasn't really moving i just switched them and worked out okay so nice yeah but yeah it was a blast so and honestly getting up at 4 a.m for like stick burner barbecue that ain't bad man dude i posted a real like i put my hammock out there just kind of napped in my hammock. Sun came up. It was beautiful. Like, it was a great day on Saturday. So That sounds like a dream. Just like, sorry, <laughs> got to stay here with the smoker. Yeah. Can't do anything. <laughs> I told my wife, like, I'm not going to be a lot of help. And she's like, that's okay. She's a really good sport. But seriously, I mean, that's all I did. And it was super chill. So. Our wives are the greatest women. They are, dude. They are. Find you a woman, guys, that will let you smoke things all day. But just meat. Yeah. yeah Don't was, be smoking other say. stuff all day, all right? <laughs> they deserve better. But, uh, yeah. So it was a blast. And I, I'm excited about the offset. I'm a little bummed. And we kind of talked about this before. I'm a little bummed at the price of fuel. Like, um, to run an offset smoker, you got to use a lot of wood. And I think down South where it's everywhere, wood's pretty cheap. Um, but here to get hardwood, that's not pine or something like that. You got to pay a little bit. So yeah. I feel like you got to find good deals. You got to know people or else you got to get truckloads. Like we've talked about. I, I was going to say, so. I was just going to scroll back through our texts because I know there's a spot down in Salt Lake that we can buy a truckload for. I think it's about 300 bucks, but as I'm starting to scroll through here, I'm starting to realize you and I text a little bit. Yeah, we text a lot. More so in the last six months than we probably did before. Um, But but I think that's the only way to like afford it is to get it by the truckload. Like I was like, you can just get a bag. You don't need, but that bag of hickory, I think I paid 30 bucks for it at Home Depot and it lasted. I mean, I've still got a little bit more, but... I would have used the whole bag on that cook just because I started supplementing with peach and cherry. So, I mean, 30 bucks for a cook, that's a little more than charcoal or propane or pellets even. Well, yeah. And especially when you're 
when you think about the fact that you know it's a sixty dollar brisket and briskets right. come way down from right. where it used to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm a little bummed about that. I don't have a ton of money to be thrown at this. Otherwise, I'd be doing it, you know, all day every day. But I think there's got to be some some options out there. So yes. I just got to do a little more research. Yeah. Well, I we just need to go cut one down and let it cure. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but were you aware the box elder trees are from the maple family? I feel like I might have heard that before. Can you smoke with maple? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I have no idea if, like, box elder maple is any good. Yeah. Like, like, I know you can't, like, put a spile in it and get syrup from it or anything. Yeah. It's not a sugar maple. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Really? You can smoke with maple big time. Dude, Mm -hmm. if we could smoke with box elder trees, those are very prevalent and everyone hates them. It'd be really easy to... Yeah. Procure an exorbitant amount of box elderwood. Interesting. I'm going to do a little little research on that. Yeah. If anyone's an arborist and knows anything about box elder trees, reach out to us. Yeah. I have questions. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got some some things we need to find out. We, we'd love to have a discussion with you. But hmm. tell us about your cook, John. You gave me a little sample of this, and I wasn't mad about it. Um, I know. And it was like pulling teeth trying to get a hold of you. I know. I'm sorry. And then I like got sick of waiting. I was like, I'm just going to Mike's house and you weren't <laughs> home. And I think the only reason you even knew I was there is because of your doorbell camera. That is exactly why I knew you were there. A thousand apologies. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I, I made beef ribs. I have wanted to make beef ribs for a very long time. I think you told me, like, it's they're kind of hard to find, right? Well, so I had been to... They had had them at Costco. No joke, like, for three weeks. And I was like, I'm going to get some beef ribs this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I went to Costco three different times. And, of course, by the time I got there, like, nobody was in the meat department. Um, but there were no beef ribs to be found. Bummer. Um, yeah, because it's... There are all sorts of different kinds of ribs, right? Mm-hmm. So you want a plate of beef ribs. Um, I was watching Bearded Butcher. Okay. I think it was Bearded. Yeah, it was Bearded Butcher that I was watching. Big or, fan. Um, so for beef ribs, like for dino ribs, um, the like the USDA cut is a one, two, three A cut, but it's it's three three ribs and it's as I show the camera like it's probably I don't know call it 12 by 16 okay is like the pl- is the plate of ribs you get and that's what you got that's what I got okay um, lots of places will take those and then cut them into like three or four inch sections and you get short ribs short ribs that's what I've heard okay yep. so this is all the short ribs put together gotcha. And holy crap, was it good. Yeah. Um, my dad ended up, I told my dad I was looking for him, and man, my dad will go find anything. <laughs> like, He's a man who knows how to get things. He is. Like on Shawshank. <laughs> dude, <laughs> he is solid. Um, 
And so he uh, he talked to the guys at Sam's Club while he was there. He's like, hey, do you guys have any of this? And, of course, they had this, like, big cryovac of two plates. And oh, wow. I was like, I really only need one. Like, they're not the cheapest thing in the world. Yeah. But, uh... How, how much per pound are they? They were, like, seven bucks a pound. Okay. Um... So it was like 40 bucks for a plate. For so a plate, like, I which think, is three I th- ribs. Yeah, I think the whole thing was uh, was like 80-something bucks. Gross. 80, 90 bucks. But we're not talking like pork ribs. These are big. No, I like mean, there's it, a lot of meat on these. It's huge. So Yeah. And they're so rich. There's so much marbling and so much like intermuscular fat. Like eating one of these, like, man, that'd be Thanksgiving meal. Like it yeah. would just put you in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we cooked one of the plates and it was, I'm trying to think there were, so my family of five, mm-hmm. which granted my four year old eats like a bird. The other two more than make up for him though. So, mm-hmm. and then my, uh, we'll see if. I think Beans is going to make a second <laughs> second appearance. He, he just figured out he got that. left out of the podcast. He's coming after us. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, tangent. Uh, yeah. Beans uh, t- made a trip over to to the vet last week. He's <laughs> <laughs> not quite the man that he used to be, so oh, to speak. Poor dude. Um. And I don't remember who said it, but at some point over the weekend, someone's like, I don't think we can call him Beans anymore. <laughs> we, so his, like, papered name is, like, Frank N. Beans. Uh-huh. So, they just got call him Frank. So everyone started calling him Frank now. <laughs> I'm doing it. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, anyways, so my family of five, my parents and grandpa, mm-hmm. so, you know, eight, call it six and a half for the kids took a decent helping to you Mm -hmm. and then i've had it for two days of lunch and i think there's one more serving left Mm. so like it it served a lot of people yeah but um just like the most spectacular bite of beef i've ever had in my life like melts in your mouth um I got an awesome bark on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about the cook. How yeah, do you the, cook? The these? cook is so easy. So huge shout out to um, Matt Pittman and Chad Ward. They did a series for I think it was like Ultimate Barbecue or something for, for Traeger. Um, leading up to Traeger Day, they had this big um, video series, and one of them was beef ribs. Hmm. And it's like the easiest thing in the world. Like trimmed some of the hard fat off of the top. Um, probably even less than I normally trim a brisket. Like, hmm. um, you don't have to peel the membrane off of the, off the bottom of the ribs like you do pork ribs. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they it's were still both, there, right? Yeah. It's still there. And they hmm. were both just like, don't do it. Hmm. What was that? <laughs> I am not, I'm not sure guys. It's, it's bedtime at the Hayden house. Um, so there may be. We may hear some some things tonight. <laughs> we may see things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so trimmed them up a little bit. Took off the, anywhere where you get like that hard fat. 
on the top. Like you probably uh-huh. found some on your brisket. Yeah. Like it just it doesn't render down. Mm-hmm. So cut that off. Um, and then I seasoned it up. No binder, just seasoned it with holy cow. And they went out on the smoker at two fifty. And they went for probably about nine hours. Um, and like I was, I was a little worried because like they got to their stall pretty quick, hmm. but then they sat in their stall forever. Really? Mm-hmm. It's interesting that ribs would hit a stall. I feel like it's usually huge pieces of meat. And not... well, I mean that. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, that's true. Had like that's true. It inch, is a big piece of meat. It had like three inches of meat on top of it. Hmm. Um, and the thing that surprised me is Matt and Chad both made a point out on this video of like saying that they cook theirs to 210. Mm-hmm. Like you can stop at 203 and treat it just like a brisket, but they typically cook theirs to 210. Like I could never get mine to 210. Hmm. Like they got to 205 and just sat there for an hour and I was like, well... Guess they're done, huh? Guess they're done, and I want to have dinner at some point. So I pulled them off and let them rest for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also kind of cool. Like, I've always, like, I always rest my meat, but it's always just, like, give it at least 20 minutes or however long I need to hold it to, right. till the meal. Um, they talked about resting it down to a temperature. Yeah, some of my brisket videos were saying that. Interesting. Yeah. So they talked about resting it down to 140. Um I didn't have time to go that low. I think mine were about 165, but like it held temp for a long, hmm. long, long time. So when you rested it, you didn't put it in a cooler. You just put it on the counter Set and let it Set it on go. the cutting board and huh. let it just sit there on the counter. Interesting. Yeah. So we did that. Um, and then we sliced the ribs and we, we just shredded it. Like I could have left it together. Um, I was going to say, how would you serve that if there's just three ribs? 500 yeah. people because i had so many people i just shredded it up yeah. and it was great we had uh hey they made her mac and cheese and we had you know shredded shredded beef ribs and mac and cheese and did you just pull it to shred it oh yeah like it was just falling apart was, like the stuff you gave me after i reheated it in the microwave was just melt in your mouth like so good yeah and there, man, there was a ton of rendered fat that came off of it in the smoker. And then just like the bottom of the pan was loaded, mm. which it was awesome. Easily in the top three of my favorite things yeah. ever I've eaten. And I don't know I even did that good of a job on them. No. But they were. I quite enjoyed them. Oh, yeah. What did you season them with? Did you say that holy already? Holy cow. Just holy cow. That's it? Yep. Straight holy cow. Straight holy cow. And it was, yeah, it was just, like, friggin' fantastic. Um, Mm. So, definitely will do again. Yeah. I sure enjoyed them. Yeah. So, beef. What other beef things are, like, brisket and beef ribs that we don't do? Prime rib. I've never done prime rib. You Um, do prime rib for Christmas, don't you? uh, We do it for, do we do it for Christmas or New Year's? I don't know. One of those at the end of the year, we we do one. Mm-hmm. Rarely do we actually do prime rib. So, like, a prime rib is just a rib. It's a standing rib roast roast that is prime grade. Hmm. So I've done a lot of choice rib roasts. Hmm. Um, It goes select, choice, prime, right? Yep. Hmm. Yep. I feel like I'm kind of a select type of guy. (laughs) I, like, I... 
brisket's the one that I think I actually like cooking choice better than I like cooking prime. Oh, really? Yeah, just like it needs more fat for as long as it's going to cook, and it's already kind of a tough piece of meat that Mm -hmm. having a leaner piece of meat isn't always what you want there. Mm -hmm. Um, But buy the best thing you can get. Yeah. Um, And you'll... You have to work a little harder with select, I feel like, especially when you're cooking hot and fast in steaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, you get a ton of choice. Yeah. I only, you know, rarely will I eat prime. Yeah. So. You got to pay a little bit for prime. What makes yeah. it prime? Just the marbling and stuff? Yeah, it's the marbling. It's the fat. It's how the cow was raised, I think. Um, hmm. So I think prime is supposed to represent like the top 2% oh, really? of beef. Good heavens. Someone's gonna at me, like, so you, like, somebody no. should fact check me. But it, like, it's I think it's the top two percent. So is wagyu and stuff above prime, or is it just a different type? Wagyu is wagyu is like a specific like heritage, like breed. So like yeah. black Angus wagyu. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like what's a, the other one? Kobe. Yeah. That's what Kobe I'm is like Kobe has to come from the Japanese line to be a Kobe beef, hmm. and it, like how they're raised and everything yeah. is how you. End Somebody up with told wagyu. me they just massage them with sake all their life or something. Uh huh. Hmm. Beef. But, yeah, but um, other awesome beef things to cook: tri-tip. Oh yeah, I feel like we've talked we've about talked tri-tip. about that a lot. And it's accessible. I feel like tri-tip's easy to... I mean, it's not going to break the bank. It feeds a lot of people. It's easy to do. Yep. Which is interesting. I didn't realize... I think I knew it in the back of my head, but um, the Great American Barbecue Cook-Off mm-hmm. or whatever, season two just dropped on Netflix. What? Yeah. Dude. Um, about freaking time. I've been waiting for season two for like three years. I feel like it yeah. came out during 2020. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Hmm. But tri-tip is a cut from California. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Um, so I think we've got a lot of access to it. It's not real prevalent like in Texas and stuff. That's what, yeah. I've seen some videos like Malcolm Reed's done some videos. And he's like, I mean, I'll try this. I've, we don't really get it a lot down here. And I was like, what? But, yeah. Turns out yeah, it's a California everywhere. thing. So there's that. Ooh, Picania. I've never had that. I saw that you made Dude, it. Dude, I looks love great. it. What is it? What's the difference between that and tri-tip? Because they kind of look the same just looking at pictures. Um, I don't remember where the tri-tip is on the cow. Just a different cut of meat but then. But the picanha is the sirloin cap. Okay. Is that what they slice up to make sirloin steaks? Uh, it comes off of the top of the sirloin that they use to make. Hmm. Um, sirloin is... The, the picanha, like that top sirloin cap, mm-hmm. is redonkulous. Really? It's so good. Do you cook it like a tri-tip? Um, hot and fast. Mm. So, I normally do my tri-tips like 225, mm-hmm. and they go for about hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the picanha, like I crank it up and 375, 400 for oh, really? 25 minutes total, I think. Hmm. But that's a... You haven't ever done picanha. Yeah. That is one that they almost always have at Costco. Really? Super good. 
Super simple, relatively cheap. Yeah, what's the price like in relation to tri-tip? Comparable. Really? About the same? Yeah. <laughs> Might have to try it. I've never... I mean, I'm sure I've had it, but... Yeah, if you go to Red, it. if you've like been to Rodigios or Tacanos, that's what I was it's, thinking. It's the Brazilian type of stuff. Yeah, it's a C-shaped piece of meat that comes out on the skewer. Okay, and they slice off the sides. Yeah, I've had it. Okay, so good. Yeah, big fan of that. Um, what else? Chuck, like Chuck roast, poor man's brisket, dude. Can't go wrong with Brenton's from Chuck roast. Um, I really want to do a Thor's hammer. I don't know what that is. What's that? Um, a beef shank. Oh. That they they like French part of the bone instead of making um, like soup bones. Oh. They French part of the bone, and you've got this bone and this big old like round club of meat on the end. Oh. It looks super cool. I've never even heard of that. Have you ever done oxtails? Um, I've seen them. I've never eaten them before. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I've eaten... They look interesting. I've but. eaten most of the other parts of the cow. Yeah. So. Have you done the cheek meat? Uh-huh. Apparently that cheek meat's supposed to be money. Dude, barbacoa, like... Yeah. The whole cow where you're, like, picking the meat off of the skull. Uh-huh. Kind of morbid. Yeah. A little gross. <laughs> Holy cow, it's good. Yeah. It's the same thing when we did Irv. Yeah. Did, you had some of that cheek meat, didn't you? I don't you? think so. I think it freaked me out too much. <laughs> I thought I gave you some and didn't tell you what it was. You probably did. But I don't remember it. That was a little, I was kind of tired when we started eating her. So. <laughs> I don't remember much about post-cook. But. I, I just remember wanting to, like, cry. Yeah. And Danny, bless his heart, man. Oh, yeah, dude. When he came over and just, like, took the shovel, like, everyone's like, what can I do? What can I do? And I was like, I don't even have the energy to, like, tell you what to That's, do. At that point, it's almost more work to tell people what you need done than to just... It. And Danny just like grabbed a shovel and started shoveling the the sand out of the pit into you the saved barrel. the day, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. He's a good dude. Well, uh, that's all I got on here, John. I do want to know if you wanted to give an update on our tank. Come back next week. Dun dun dun. We're picking the tank up. We're doing it. It's happening. Yeah. Posing no logistical challenges. Yeah. We're going to pick our tank up. And I bought a trailer for it yeah, to go Yeah, tell us on. about the trailer. John <laughs> just shows up in my house yesterday. Hey, come outside. Check this out. He just bought a trailer. Which is funny because, like, I've got a pretty nice, like, flatbed trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that flatbed trailer, um, I have bought some pretty redneck janky looking trailers you had a boat trailer for a while didn't you that you were like Uh turning into a flatbed trailer or something yeah i remember that before that i had a trailer um when i first started my pellet business i bought this trailer that was like made from like i don't know like i swear semi axles like Mm. it was huge and heavy um i called it big red hmm my wife called it a big redneck eyesore <laughs> and was like humiliated that I would even park it in our driveway. Like <laughs> she was like me or the trailer. And like, let's be, let's be real. Like the, uh, the lights on it didn't work. So I had these magnetic lights hmm. that I had zip tied to the trailer. Classy. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and it pulled like crap. Um, I sold that one to a guy on Facebook. All of these have come from Facebook, by the way. Mm. Facebook Marketplace is like my... I need to get on there and play around a little more. Haley's like flipping through her gardening and like chicken posts and stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. No, I'm on Facebook Marketplace. Looking at trailers, huh? All sorts of things. (laughs) But I have bought like four or five trailers at this point off of there. Mm. Um, Bought that trailer for, I don't know, like 300 bucks or something. Um, I sold it to this guy for more than I paid for it. Oh, sweet. And like, I can't overstate how like big this trailer was. Like it's a tall trailer. Like the deck of the trailer, I think was three and a half feet tall. Mm. Um, this guy showed up with a Jeep Cherokee. Oh, good heavens. (laughs) (laughs) Bought this trailer and towed the thing back to, I don't know where, um, I had like fixed the lights mm-hmm. on it, but it was a seven pin connector and he only had a four pin. Mm. He's like, you don't think the police will stop me, do you? I was like, I think the police are going to stop you with this thing, man. Like you're, you might stand out a little bit yeah. pulling this huge trailer with a Jeep Cherokee. Yep. So as long as he doesn't wave at him, they should be fine. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> so we bought that trailer, got rid of that trailer. Um, and then we found, I think it was uh, for like 400 bucks. we bought this trailer. It had a pop-up camper on it mm. that these kids had taken a boat trailer. And I like, no joke, they were like 16 years old that we bought this trailer from. Mm-hmm. They had bought a, taken a boat trailer and on the front of it had dropped a Jayco pop-up trailer. Mm. And behind it put a couple of sheets of plywood that they'd like drive their four wheelers up on so that they could go hunt and camp on. Like that's pretty cool. It was probably like their pride and joy Mm -hmm. at 16 years old. Like, but the trailer was busted. The camper was busted. It wouldn't like lift up or go down or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that I actually, I took the trailer to the dump after I had like cut their, incredibly crappy welds like and i can't weld for anything but they had like stick welded the camper to the trailer oh wow and we wrapped a strap around it and i like paid the guy at the dump driving the bulldozer like 20 bucks to like lift it off and i pulled out <laughs> we left the tra- that's awesome left the camper there um and that trailer like sat in my dad's backyard for a year while we talked about how we were going to finish it and just mm-hmm. never got around to it. Um, Does your dad weld? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he knows how to. He. Yeah. So my dad grew up racing and building oh, yeah, um, sprint cars. Yeah, hmm. He and his buddy Steve. Um, S- Steve's family was really big into the sprint car. And like now Steve's son, Will, I think. Still race the sprint cars. Mm. But so my dad raced and they built cars and did all sorts of stuff. So he can literally anything in the garage my dad can do. Mm. That's cool. And has saved me thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were going to like build this trailer, never got around to it. Somebody I think drove down from like Idaho Falls. Oh, wow. And bought this boat trailer. Sweet. Again, for more than we paid for. <laughs> Jeez. Um, what? 
what are the other ones? Um, anyways, we'll wrap this up since everyone loves my tra- trailer <laughs> stories. I was on Facebook Marketplace. Somebody had a another trailer they were planning on making flatbed. This one had been a big camper mm-hmm. that they had taken the box off of. It's square. It's flat. It's got great tread on the tires. Mm-hmm. And it's like 16 foot long. It's going to look awesome with a 500-gallon propane tank on it, a basket for wood. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Life's going to be, gonna be awesome. Build. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited for for this build. So, um, yeah, so More Creations is hooking us up with the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, need to talk to him. Like He does metal CNC stuff that we may need him to oh, yeah. make us some parts. and Make us a little... That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. So we're going to pick that up. We'll take you guys along for the ride when we do that. Hopefully it's this weekend. Yeah. Um, if not, we'll do it soon. Yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited to get that built. And That'll be cool. My wife keeps asking me, when are you ever going to need a smoker that big? How dare she? <laughs> and I was going to say, I can think of at least two or three times a year that I use, you know, <laughs> Three smokers that I'll only have to use one now. Yeah, there you go. Plus, it's way more fun. Dude. I am loving my... I mean, I've used it twice because wood is hard to come by, but this box elder thing might be a game changer. Yeah, really. If anyone is still listening... <laughs> if anybody survived the trailer <laughs> sagas, episodes one through nine... And you know about box elder trees, or if you have a box... Even better, if you have an old box elder tree that's been cut down laying that you just need hauled away please reach out to us um because that would be some great wood to practice with and i really want to know how well it cooks yeah if it works interesting so okay well uh until next time i'm mike and i'm john and we're fat guys with smokers Thanks for listening to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't forget to tune in for even more nonsense from a couple of Fat Guys with Smokers. Don't forget to like, subscribe.